Welcome, saints and sinners, to the Danger Room, the X-Men Comics Commentary Podcast. My name's Adam. My name is Jeremy. And we are here to discuss special double-sized 150th issue, X-Men vs. Magneto, number 150, the October 1981 issue on sale July 14th of 1981, and this one is titled, I, Magneto. Nuff. Nuff said. All right, I guess we're done. <laughs> yeah, that's the review for this week. Join us next week when we cover X-Men Annual number five. <laughs> On the cover of X-Men number 150, Angel has been removed from that box of heads up top by the price and the uh, number. So he is officially no longer a member of the team. Whoa. Cyclops is shooting Magneto with his optic beams. He's full on in costume. And Magneto is repelling it with some Magno waves of some kind. He's also full on in costume. Yes. Everybody on this cover is full on in costume. Storm is cradling a scraped up, uh, incapacitated sprite. This issue is 75 cents, an upgrade from our usual 50 cents, but it is double sized. That's right, everybody. So let's get right into it. Um, this one is written by Chris Claremont. The artists, there are three of them. You got Dave Cockrum, Joseph Rubenstein, Bob Wysak. So you got two letters, too Tom Orzachowski and Gene Simic. Uh, Glennis Ween is coloring. Luis Jones is the editor, and Jim Shooter is the editor in chief. Yeah, you can really see where the lettering starts to go downhill in this issue. Really? I didn't even pay attention to it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> so we start off with a full splash page of Magneto standing in front of a globe, or standing behind a globe, or next to a globe, and he is um, telling the population of the world that, well, not the population, but the political leaders of the world, that they must cede total political control which is really vague. Well, it's vague, and he kind of changes his demands in a moment. <laughs> like, first he's like, give me total political control. And then later he'll be like, I want your nuclear missiles. <laughs> he's standing in front of a wall that has a lot of letter M's on it. That's right. Well, he's Magneto, bro. And his, his globe also has a giant M on it. Does it? Where? Oh, it's, at the top. Yeah. That's funny. Well, he spent a lot of time redecorating this uh, this water base into the Magneto zone. Uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, and so we get uh, the next page, Magneto's head in the middle. Um, really what's being conveyed here is he's talking to all of the political leaders, major political leaders of the world, giving them uh, his demands. The only two i can pick out honestly because i'm so bad at uh these political leader things is ronald reagan and i think that's margaret thatcher isn't it oh yeah good call uh, um that's uh that's brezhnev in the russian uh kremlin okay but uh, i only know that because they call him out later okay and then you've got a you have a chinese leader whom i don't know who that is You've got uh, probably a palace or a king of Saudi Arabia, who I don't know, and a president of Nairobi, who I also don't know. And if I had spent any time uh, looking up world leaders in the 80s, I could have totally figured this out. <laughs> <But> sure. <I didn't. laughs> 
leave Africa alone. Come on. In the 80s, are they at all a uh, nuclear power? I don't know. According to Chris know. Claremont, they are. They got enough problems. Yeah. So he, he goes on to talk about uh, how that him and his mutant kind have been hunted down and slain like wild animals. And that's something that I'm not familiar with ever happening. Maybe he's exaggerating a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> a little bit, kind of a lot of a bit. So he's he's really laying it on thick here. Uh, he says that those killings will stop the killings of the mutants, which... Honestly, if you really want me to buy this story, like the last 10 episodes should have, or the last 10 issues should have had like some tiny side plot of another mutant killing or something. Well, he does not specify if mutant killings will stop. He says... Yeah, he does. Well, he, he says those killings will stop and then all killing will stop. Right. Which in about 10 minutes we were about to learn is not true. Right. So he he says the nuclear powers, uh, he talks about nuclear power and how uh, war is uh, in almost, some some leaders find it inevitable, uh, others um, find it desirable, uh, but he will not have it. So within a week, all the world's nations, all the world's nations will initiate complete disarmament of their nuclear uh, conventional weaponry. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what Magneto says. I know. I know. <laughs> and he goes on to threaten any state which refuses to uh, comply will be destroyed. My terms are non-negotiable. This is an ultimatum. Uh, Ignore at your own peril. In transmission. Yo. So he hops off of his little Magneto stage, walks down to his little computer uh, banks or whatever, and he talks about how every world leader... From the lowliest dictator to the most powerful nations have heard the speech, seen as holographic image. Uh, most will consider it a hoax, but the bigger powers know that he is the master of magnetism. So they're they're going to take him seriously. But why? Why? Because. I mean, he's failed so many times before. Why would anybody take him seriously? Sure. So if you're the president, you're like, get me the files on Magneto. Oh, it looks like a bunch of teenagers beat him every time. <laughs> Let's let that happen again. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, we never hear from uh, the United States again, so presumably <laughs> that's what they do. Right. So he says that he has the power to crush them. He prays that it won't come to that, but uh, he, he, he is very confident that at the end of the day... Um, the world will surrender to him. So he pulls out a bucket of iced champagne and a single glass, and he's getting ready to celebrate. As usual, Magneto, you're celebrating before your victory's won. Suppose someone calls your bluff. We get a reintroduction to Elides Forrester and Scott Summers, who are uh, being called guests, but really they know that they are Magneto's prisoner. Scott does not have his mutant powers right now, and he is not wearing his Cyclopsian visor. So Magneto does go on. He's got some good ideas here. I mean, he's like, the, the nation of the world spends over a trillion dollars a year on armaments. I intend to deny them of that indulgence. The money, the energy devoted now to war will be turned instead to the eradication of hunger, disease, uh, poverty. I offer a golden age, the like of which humanity has never imagined. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that, that's a good idea. I mean, it's, he's a little, little heavy-handed at it, but, you know. Well, sort of, but I don't understand, like, why does he need to 
take over. Well, then that's what Cyclops. That's what Cyclops says. Is like, why mutants uh, with mutants ruling the Earth and you ruling the mutants? Yes, is that so terrible a thing to contemplate? What about freedom? Freedom is Forrester. There are more the people starving today than there are those who can truly call themselves free. I offer peace and a good life or a swift and terrible death. The choice is theirs. And she cowers in the background. Oh, my. Oh my. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't. He, he keeps on going there. Um, he's sick of seeing things uh, and dreaming of things that never were. Blah, blah. He has the power to make his dreams reality, and so he should. Oh, by the way, I've been meaning to ask you, Scott. What happened to Jean Grey? I thought you loved her. She died last year. Oh. Uh, he recaps how. Meh. <laughs> Stuff and junk. <laughs> I loved you, Scott. Part of me will be with you. And then she dies again. This is the first of many times we will see these th- same three panels. And yet, you would think that they would uh, shove in a, or somehow shoehorn in a, um, I am Phoenix, I am the that quote you always have to Now quote. and forever, I am power incarnate stuff. I am Phoenix. You'd think so, but no. And so Magneto is truly sorry. Cyclops doesn't buy it. He's like, "We're you're a villain. We're good guys. Don't tell me that you you care about Jean's death." Magneto goes on to say that she was an honorable foe, and uh, all of the X Men are worthy of respect. I cared for her, albeit from afar when I was attacking her, <laughs> when I was trying to kill her. <laughs> And this, we get a little bit more uh, backstory finally on Magneto. I, I think this is the first time we get this kind of story. But he talks about how he grieves for her. He knows things about grief uh, because if you search throughout his homeland, you will find none who bear his name, whatever his name may be. Right? Because we don't know it, do we? Right. No, we don't. His was a large family and it was slaughtered without mercy, without remorse. So speak I feel to- like we know something of his past because there was that uh, one panel or one page uh, way back in the 120s where he was uh, like he had that last memory of Magda and erased it. Yeah, I don't know if he talked about his homeland at all. I think he just talked about how Magda ran away or something. Hmm. Well, we'll hear more about that soon. Anyways... A siren fires off. Magneto realizes it's, it's an alarm, and so he grabs his helmet, and uh, they go out to a balcony to see uh, thermonuclear warheads firing towards the water base. Which uh, Magneto easily handles, uh, freezes the mass missiles firing circuitry, disarms the warheads, and then modifies their trajectory ever so slightly so that they harm they fall harmlessly into the ocean. If this is what he wants, right? He wants the world's nuclear power, so he should like he should just let them fire all their nuclear missiles at him. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason to get mad and retaliate because of this. Yeah, he does though. He's he's going to turn his attention to the vessel uh, and the fools who ordered that launch. And uh, even though Cyclops has no power because of the power inhibitor thing that's going on here. Um, he still holds him in a magnetic force field so that Cyclops won't interfere with this next part of what he's going to do, which I find weird, but... Anyways, Magneto 
uh, I guess, astrally projects, or does he get into his uh, his uh, a hologram? I believe his hologram. So he must take everybody back down into his base, onto his magneto stage, get onto his hologram stage, and project himself inside of the submarine. That, you think he's left the hologram room? I I was assuming he was in the same room. Well, we see him up here on the balcony. Unless the balcony is the hologram room. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> so I took it like the alarms ran off or went off, and so they ran upstairs to the balcony. And now Magneto's magnetically dragging them back down to the hologram room. But anyways, Magneto speaks to the captain of the submarine in uh, Russian, although we're, we're guessing at that because we've got the little brackety things here, but it doesn't say translated from Russian. Yeah, it's probably Polish or something. Sure. And they're like, what? What is he saying? <laughs> if we speak German, I mean Russian and German, but not Polish. Polish. So he comes down, Magneto goes into the uh, submarine and threatens the captain and says, you know, it's too bad your government did this and you have to suffer for their stupidity. And he shorts out all of the electrical panels, causing the submarine to plummet down to the floor of the ocean and they're not pulling any punches here. Like, they're not going to just be resting there waiting for the Avengers to save them. Nope. They're heading 7,000 meters below the surface. Which you just feel like is unnecessary. The water pressure will implode the hull and crush them at less than 1,000 meters. So they did. I don't know. Uh, they hold no threat to Magneto. I, I feel like hey. Magneto has never been the threat that he is in this issue well you so, know sudden, he's like this massive power he's got the like he's he's focused uh he, he's also there at the same time they're trying to make him sympathetic yeah it's just make your make up your mind chris claremont it's a little uh you know maybe finally they're showing that he's a bad guy well we get a little bit of closure on some of this at the end of the issue but yes for the first time ever magneto has killed humans well for the first time that we've seen on a page, anyways. Yeah. In Moscow, they find out that they've lost uh, contact with the submarine, so they bring uh, all of their forces to full war alert, which could be an awesome side plot onto itself, but I don't really address it. But. <laughs> he, uh, he's not done, yeah. He, he, well, I guess he gives, he, he sets off a volcano. Um, In Verinkino. Yeah, a, a newly expanded industrial center nestled in a Siberian river valley. So he's able to use his powers to open up a fissure beneath the central square. Molten magna comes spewing out of it, but he's able to hold back the lava flow so that it's slow enough that the entire city is able to evacuate. Shouldn't, uh... Shouldn't that take a while, then? <laughs> you would think so. I mean, it says Magneto, Magneto deliberately retards the volcano's growth, allowing time for a ruthless, desperate mass evacuation of the city. A mass evacuation of the city is going to take a couple hours. So <laughs> is he, is he like, standing there the whole time? Little more. <laughs> little more. Yeah. And, uh... Ladies, just watch. That's the thing, is, uh, and this this comes into play here in a moment, in my opinion. Cyclops and Elites are watching this all on a video screen, and yeah, Magneto threatens. He's got his fist pumping, arms going. He's like, oh, "My next target, comrades, could be uh, Moscow." So there, <laughs> deal with that. 
And so, Dekita, comrade Premier, you hold the lives of uh, countless millions in your hands. So Alides goes Think out. That. Goes out onto a dock. She watches the sunset. She feels helpless, alone. She's a human, but she's hated. She's never felt that hate before. And Cyclops come out comes out to offer her a word, I guess. But she jumps into his arms. What's going to happen to the world, to us? I don't know. Magneto believes believes he holds all the cards. Who knows? Perhaps this time he does. Alides is like, you're going to fight him. And Cyclops is like, it gots to. (laughs) Magneto's way is wrong. And they start making out. Yeah. So they just seen, I guess they didn't see people die, but they just saw Magneto destroy a city, and now they're they're making out instead of being like, oh my god, what are we going to do? We're all going to die. Cyclops is like, hey, I can see. This is cool. <laughs> so i got to take advantage of this while it lasts. I've got the opportunity to see boobies that aren't red. <laughs> <laughs> so as their embrace becomes a kiss... A jet soaring high above is enveloped in a corona of blinding magnetic energy, and it starts falling. Neither Scott nor Elides see it. You would think that would make some noise, but... It's really high, and it's supersonic. I guess it's a SR-71 Blackbird, so that's supposed to be, like, super quiet, right? Supersonic. Supersonic. Remember that song? Supersonic. Supersonic. Um, basically how it went supersonic yeah like a techno beat behind it so it is the blackbird the rest of the x-men are in it and it is tail spinning out of control uh i guess storm and nightcrawler are trying to fly it but they're unable to somehow their electrical system short-circuited and exploded so does that does that mean that magneto knows they're here yeah i don't know we'll find out i would assume so the alarms would go off, right? I mean, they detected the submarine and all those missiles. Well, <laughs> spoilers. Magneto does not know they're here. Yeah. And uh, I checked on this. Um, Kitty says, Storm, Wolverine was getting a sandwich from the supply locker. He isn't strapped in. Well, last issue, Magneto had gotten snacks and a beer for everybody, and he had sat or back down. Or Wolverine. And so... I'm guessing that he got done with his beer and he got up for another sandwich. So that's the only well, way, that's the only way that that continuity works. You think that this is happens the they're they're heading back from the no this is this is a totally different trip. No way they're heading back from. No, they're not. Cause yeah, the they professor are. Professor is like beneath them. No, he's not. Yeah, he is in a boat. He is in a boat, but he's not with them. Well, you're saying that, uh, like, he decided he was going to meet them halfway? Yeah. No, this is, a, this is like, weeks later. No, no, no. Yep. No. Somewhere <laughs> in here it would say weeks later, but it doesn't. This is, this is, this is on their way back from no, it's fighting not. Garak. Prove that it isn't. I can't, but you can't prove <laughs> that it is. I can, because they're still raiding the supply closet. They probably restocked the supply closet. No. It's not what happened. <laughs> this is like the next day. Because in the airplane, I'm looking at the cockpit, Storm and Nightcrawler are flying, 
Wolverine is behind Storm, Kitty is behind Nightcrawler, and Colossus is behind her. It all lines up perfectly. All right, but how long would it take the professor to get in a boat and drive out to Magneto's Island? I don't know. Who says he's at Magneto's Island? He's just in the ocean. He's just in the wrong place at the wrong time. He's at Magneto's Island. He doesn't even know where Magneto is. Yes, he does. Well, I don't know that he knows that, but they clearly know that the, the Blackbird is there. My guess is that as they're flying back from the Garrock mission, the professor's like, My X-Men, I will meet you in the ocean. Go to these coordinates. No. Yes. They came back, had nope. a good night's sleep. Nope. That's not how the X-Men roll, Adam. Every issue flows to the next issue unless it says, like, after many months, the X-Men, blah, 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 blah. No. (laughs) All right. I'm not going to have this argument with you anymore. (laughs) Thanks. I'm right. You're wrong. Let's move on. Colossus brings up to the cockpit, turns into his metal form, and he tries to to turn the yoke so that the airplane will straighten out, but all he does wait, is wait, bend wait. the yoke. missed the whole, like, Wolverine flies through the air and hits Storm in the back of the head, knocking her unconscious. Yeah, that happened after the sandwiches, which you interrupted me. Lost my yeah, train of thought. Well, you jumped ahead. <laughs> all right. Storm Wolverine's skeleton is laced with adamantium. His unbreakable skull must have hit her like a steel bar. She's unconscious. Brain damage, I, I think. So Nightcrawler was counting on Storm's ability, or somebody was counting on Storm's ability to uh, be able to control their descent. But now she's out uh, of commission. Why didn't Colossus steal up when he was trying to catch Wolverine? That's a good question. Like he's stronger when he does that, isn't he? Yeah, it looks like he just body passed Wolverine towards Storm. <laughs> this, is, this will really hurt her. I do not like her right now. Kitty's really scared. She goes over to Storm and is like, I don't want anybody to know, but I'm scared and I want to die. Wake up. You're the only hope. And, and apparently, she, uh, she shocks Storm awake and says, uh, Storm says, Don't shout, kitten, I beg you. And Kitty said, But the plane's crashing. And that's when Storm perks up into action, raises up a gust of wind which straightens their descent and allows them to gently fall into the water. Ignoring the shards of pain jabbing mercilessly through her head. That's that's rough. That is. So, the abrupt disappearance does not go unnoticed, for somewhere over the horizon, where the professor radioed them and said to meet them, <laughs> the professor is there with Peter Corbo on the Deja Thoris II. I think the first one was destroyed by a sentinel. Yep, it sure was. We can agree on that. (laughs) I don't agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The professor is lost telepathic rapport with the X-Men. They've vanished. Where were they when you last were connected to them, Professor? Because that'll give you a hint. Yeah, let's go there. He is here searching for Scott Summers. Yep. Don't know why. But he's got telepathic rapport with the X-Men, so they know he's there. He should. question I have is, uh, why was he so fixated on Magneto last issue? In this issue, he's not looking for Magneto, he's looking for Scott. Well, Scott, Scott takes precedence. Oh, okay. But Scott quit the team and said, I'm out of here. You killed my girlfriend, I'm done. Yeah, it doesn't make 100% of sense, but this this whole issue just kind of comes out of nowhere. 
So it, Pete, it's, it's really a single issue that doesn't require any buildup, but has kind of not uh, pretty poor buildup. <laughs> um, Peter Corbo has also noticed that the Blackbird's fallen off the radar, and he can't raise them on the radio. And now we learn that Carol Danvers and Moira McTaggart are also on the ship or uh, on the boat. Not sure why they're pretty useless. They yes, they don't do much. Uh, we do get reminded that Carol Danvers, you can see her antics in Avengers Annual Number Ten on sale soon. That's funny. According to the stuff that we read, it came out the month before this. Well, canon-wise, it comes before this issue, but I don't know. It says on sale soon, so maybe they just didn't know when each issue was going to be published. That could be. So, anyways, um, Peter Corbo points out that they were flying over the Julianne K. Some stuff happened, and junk happened, and... And maybe that's where Scott is. Yeah, and by the way, that's in the heart of the Bermuda Triangle! Whoa. Oh my god! So there you go, that's where the water base is located. Even as the hydrofoil yacht Dejas Thoris II races to the X-Men's aid, the Blackbird gently comes to rest on a coral reef. I have a question. How does Peter Corbo know that they are looking for Scott and Captain Forrester. Because the professor explained everything. <laughs> How did the professor know? Because remember that time that uh, Cyclops called Kitty? Yeah. Well, the, we, There was a scene cut out where he's like, hey, I'm going on a trip with uh, Elides Forrester. She, she's a captain of a boat. She's a captain. So call her captain. get lost at sea. <laughs> we'll be by okay. the Bermuda Triangle. There's an old saying, my friend, that any landing you can walk away from has to be a good one. They can't really walk away from this one. Anyone that you can swim away from is also a good one. The bad landing spot. And so they pop open the hatch. Uh, they all got little oxygen masks, except two of them were damaged, so uh, Colossus doesn't get one, but that's okay because he's in his armored form, and in his armored form, he doesn't have to breathe. Except that he does, Point. because all of a sudden, he, uh, by the white wolf. Hey, is that the first use of by the white wolf? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it is. Hey, everybody, it's the first use of by the white wolf. By the white wolf, I'm turning human. But how? I cannot transform back to armor. What has happened to me? Water filling lungs... I am drowning. Others too far ahead cannot speak. Call on radio. They cannot see. Do not realize. Aurora, sister, help me. Kitty, my Katarina. I, 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 Ileana. <laughs> Anybody. Uh, so we what happened to Ileana? He, does, he doesn't call out for Ileana, does he? Oh, he's she trying get, to. Did she, get, did she get sent back to uh, Moscow? Um, she's probably stowed away also in the snack locker. <laughs> it's airtight, so she should be fine. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the professor put her into one of those mutant holding cells on Muir Island. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, uh, elsewhere, or at the uh, base, the Magneto water base... Hey, remember that the X-Men plane has a big sign on the back of it that says X-Men? Yes. It still does. <laughs> Thank goodness for continuity. <laughs> we see an Elides 
Forrester, who is wearing a see-through nightie. It is moonrise. Cyclops is sleeping in the bed. We can see that part of the covers are turned over. Uh, apparently the bed was made out of a clam. <laughs> so these two totally did it in a clam. You think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, he's, but, uh, he's possible pe- that they didn't. I he, don't know. He's peacefully resting. The covers are all disheveled. She's in a see-through nightie. She's just like, oh, she can't sleep. But she got what she needed. She got what she wanted a couple of issues ago. She got herself some Scott. <laughs> Guarantee it. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> well, anyway. Let's... So she apparently in their post-coital uh, adventures, uh, he told her all about the X-Men, about who he was, about what was going on with his eyes. And she decides that he's a good man and that dad would have liked him i'm glad he told me about the x-men it explains a lot about him and the force beams he fires from his eyes i was really wondering about that (laughs) for like three days i was wondering about that (laughs) oh but then he said i'm an x-man and i was like oh Ah, eyes deadly eyes i get it i've heard you before on the news whining about your deadly eyes and as she uh, uh, she hears a noise, I guess, out by the water, so she gets down from her very high balcony down to the dock, which just doesn't make any sense, right? Because she's in enemy territory. Well, she has, you know, full ability to walk around the castle. Yeah, but it, I don't know. It'd be scary. Like, you're in this scary uh, aquatic thing. There's a maniac supervillain holding you hostage. You hear a noise down by the water. I don't know. I guess maybe. What else are you going to do? Yeah, she's she can't get to sleep, so... She's like, apparently Scott's only good for one throw, so I'm on my own here. <laughs> so she goes down by the wharf, and uh, that's when a hand, a familiar-looking hand, pops out of the water and says, I sure hope you can swim, sweetheart. Because I'm in no mood to play lifeguard. Which is really rude. Totally. Like, Wolverine doesn't know who this is. Well, I think he's assuming that they're... That's a good point. They have no idea where they are. They don't even know that Magneto is here. They know nothing about this area. You're right. And he just he just tosses her in the, the breach and... That's a good point. He threatens her, says not a word, not a sound, or you're dead. Yeah, they don't even know that they need to be sneaking around here. But they are sneaking around. Colossus is incapacitated uh, in his human form still, so all of the X-Men drag him up onto uh, the wharf. And that's when uh, Kitty does uh, some mouth-to-mouth. Wolverine gets work. I guess uh, they must have turned around and been like, hey, where's Cyclops? (laughs) When? Well, because Cyclops was by himself calling out to nobody. And he was like, the X-Men don't see me. What am I going to (laughs) do? This sucks. I have no idea. So the X-Men must have, like, hey, where's Colossus? Yes. Yes. Oh, there he is. He's dying. Crap. Let's swim faster. Let's go get him and get out of here. To that island that Wolverine saw. (laughs) It's one of those nick of time things. But, uh, so Kitty administers uh, mouth-to-mouth. Wolverine administers CPR. Doesn't seem like it's going to work, so... They just keep doing it. Finally, Colossus wakes up. 
Uh, Lee says, are you people the X-Men? I'm Lee Forrester, a friend of Scott Summers. And Nightclop says, how's that for luck? We've been searching all over for you two. Upsy daisy, Peter. <laughs> and so Wolverine uh, catches a scent. Now, can you do CPR and mouth-to-mouth at the same time? I thought you went back and forth. Like You did mouth-to-mouth. Because they're definitely doing it at the same time. Yes, they are. So Peter's going to, like, cough up all this water in his lungs into Kitty's mouth. And Kitty's going to blow it right back into his mouth. And then he's going to drown again. Look at this terrible drawing of Kitty when Colossus wakes up. She's got her mouth open. She's like, ah! <laughs> It's not great. Wolverine doesn't look that good either. None of them actually look all that great, to be honest. Colossus looks funny. So that's when Wolverine catches a scent in the wind, so he goes uh, looking for it. He's wondering... At this this point, the X-Men should realize that they don't have their powers. I just want to point that out. You would think so, but they don't. Which, if we're working in today's continuity... Wolverine no longer has his healing factor and is dying right. from adamantium poisoning. But Oh, you know what? That's They, they always change that, right? So in here, uh, n- nothing happens. He just doesn't have his healing factor, but it doesn't matter because that doesn't factor into the plot. A few right, they ye- haven't gotten around to developing adamantium poisoning yet. A few years from now, when he pops his claws, he'll start bleeding profusely, and, and he doesn't have his healing factor to heal him up. So he'll actually die from start to die from blood loss, and then I guess they introduce the adamantium poisoning later on. So here he's he's perfect. He's like, but I don't need no powers. I got claws, yo, <laughs> and I can still smell things. But apparently not as well because he doesn't even smell uh, some something something about this scent feels awfully flaming familiar. Why can't I place it? Is it because my mutant? Uh, smells, senses aren't working. Looking for me? So. Looking for me, short stuff? Huh? <laughs> Free sucker! Well, or I'll snick it! Well, Wolverine, relax. I just got laid. I mean, sheath your claws. I'm a friend. Or have you so soon forgotten? I also look like a Ken doll. <laughs> yeah, I don't like Cyclops without his... <laughs> his visor. visor. Everybody comes in, they're like, Cyclops, I'm so happy to see you. Hey, the one and only. Hey. Lost touch, Logan, you walked right by me and never even noticed. Even though I know the powers don't work here, I'm going to say that out loud. Because I'm a jerk. And by the way, you can tell by his demeanor and his, and he's literally glowing. He got some. <laughs> Look at me, everybody. He got fully dressed, though. Why is he? Why did he need to get fully dressed to sneak up on Wolverine? Cyclops don't walk around naked. <laughs> Must have a small package. <laughs> Storm is very happy to see Wolverine and goes in for a hug. Cyclops. Whoever. <laughs> She's not very happy to see Wolverine. Wolverine's been there the whole time. Good point. Colossus, or Cyclops, rather. Scott, you aren't wearing your special ruby quartz glasses. What happened to your optic glass? I say with a very big smile on my face. <laughs> the same thing that's happened to Wolverine's senses, and I'll wager to Colossus. Also to everybody else, because, uh, yeah, <laughs> you guys ain't got your powers. I don't know how you guys don't notice that, but, you know, I would think that a connection to the weather and having lost that would be a big deal. 
and you would notice right away perhaps the ability to phase might take a little longer to realize um i don't know what kurt's mutant power is but apparently it's not being blue <laughs> i think we could use a few more sessions in the danger room speaking of which have you fixed that thing yet <laughs> no stop not. <laughs> stop talking about that it's possible that we have because we did go back all the way to Xavier's mansion. <laughs> That's right. They were flying back from Garrock land. Well, we, we got all the way back and we fixed the danger room. <laughs> then the professor sent us out. So next time we see the danger room, we'll know. I did suppose. Did they go back or did they not make it back? Well, even if they went back, there's no saying that they actually completed fixing of the danger room because it's taken this long already. But if it, is, if it is fixed in the next issue... Then we've got confirmation? Gonna, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Colossus says uh, that under, he, he goes on underwater. I lost my powers. That really sucked. I almost drowned. Cyclops clues him in that on this island, uh, nobody has their powers except for Magneto. This is Magneto's doing, to which no one says, Magneto? Oh, crap! <laughs> nope. <laughs> Uh, they just, uh, Cyclops says we have to stop them. And, uh, they just take in a, a ton of information. <laughs> and Kurt... He's blackmailing the world. If he isn't given total political control, he'll end life on Earth as we know it. We have to stop him without our powers? Precisely. We all possess skills that have nothing to do with being mutants. I'm a strategist. Storm was a thief. Nightcrawler. An acrobat. Wolverine has his claws. Colossus his natural strength. Kitty her intelligence. Apparently Elitis is useless. <laughs> Magneto doesn't even know you're here, and even if he did, he'd believe us all to be helpless. Oh, He's no. in for a very big surprise. By the way, how did you crash your ship? Uh, by the way, I want to retract one statement. Elidi's already served her purpose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, they split up, apparently, without really telling us, the audience, what the plan is. The boys go in one direction, and the girls go in a different direction. The plan here is that they're going to go find the mutant power thingamajobber, and Wolverine is going to cut the crap out of it with his claws. That's a good plan. Yeah, it's not bad. So they... Cut through this wall, psych, old son. It'll be a piece of cake. Sneak it. Ow! (laughs) I forgot. I don't don't have a healing factor. Oh, my gloves are soaking up with blood. I feel sick. (laughs) Never mind. So they go, the girls go up to, apparently Cyclops knows the complete lay of this land. He knows exactly where the mutant inhibit, in power inhibitor is. And he was also able to tell Storm exactly where Magneto sleeps or eats or hangs yeah. out. He's been wandering around. <laughs> I guess. Every so, night after Magneto goes to bed, he wanders, with the you know, gets a lay of the land, uh, makes a map, um, doesn't strangle Magneto in his sleep. Yeah. So the girls go up to the penthouse, or whatever you want to call it. It's the top of a citadel. And uh, they're looking for computer systems. Uh, and Kitty reasons that, well, if it's a big and complicated computer system, then Magneto can't afford to trust the console codes to memory. He'd have to have a programming book of some kind with all of his passwords written down. Probably the passwords taped underneath his keyboard. Seriously, what is like? What does Chris Claremont know about computers? Not much. <laughs> Apparently, nothing based on this panel. <laughs> control codes to memory? Well, I'm sure there's a lot of control codes. I mean, it is the '80s. These things aren't that easy to use. 
He's probably got like a shoebox full of punch cards somewhere that have like all the nuclear <laughs> codes in them. Damn it, I just got done sorting these. So, Storm, I found it. It's in the open. And look, this coffee's still warm. He must have been working here not long ago. It's written, uh, the book is written in a foreign language, unfortunately. Darn. And probably, well, is it German, Kitty? <laughs> or maybe we should find Nightcrawler. Is it Russian, Kitty? <laughs> yeah. Is it Canadian? <laughs> it says the codes are over here, eh? I don't understand this foreign language. Kitty or uh, Storm's looking around. Uh, she she's she's disappointed that Kitty's disappointed in herself, or she feels for Kitty anyways. She opens up a door, which she thinks it must be a laboratory, but it turns out that it's Magneto's bedroom. Whoa! And he's sleeping. He's got muscles. I could easily kill him. I should. Wolverine would, without hesitation. Obviously, Scott wouldn't. Have you puzzled out these He's controls? Been too busy doing it. <laughs> yes. Figure out where Magneto sleeps. <laughs> I never even thought to look for her. I mean, I've got this girl right here in her fish costume. You know how I'm a sucker for a girl in a fish costume, don't you? Uh, Cyclops wonders if Nightcrawler has figured out the controls yet. Yeah, Cyclops, but I'm afraid I have bad news. Magneto's secret weapon cannot be shut down. There's no off switch. <laughs> I look for a power plug in everything. I just don't find one. I don't know what we're going to do now. All right, well, since we can't turn it off, let's wreck it. We'll cut the vertical controls or the vertical... Uh, it's supported by a bunch of poles, and you're going to cut them. <laughs> you're going to cut the vertical ones first, and then the horizontal ones second. Right. And the whole thing's going to collapse on itself. Yep. So uh, To make a long story short, <laughs> uh, they do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can... um, Wolverine almost falls off in the process, and Nightcrawler does some sort of uh, acrobatics that may he uses his tail to save Wolverine. So when he grabs Wolverine and his 600-pound body, his tail becomes dislocated from his body. And he says, oh, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. We don't know how strong Nightcrawler's tail is. <laughs> well, I've never had a tail, so who knows? All right. Well, it's also possible that Nightcrawler just uses uh, his acrobatic skills and Wolverine's momentum to guide where Wolverine goes to, which is to Colossus, who is being supported by Cyclops. So, meh, teamwork. Don't fear, Tovarich. I have you. Fine. Fine. You got me, Syke. Syke's got you. Who's got Kurt? Your concern is touching, Logan, but not necessary. So if there's some kind of soul were to offer me a hand, I would not refuse. I am assumed to have miscalculated my leap slightly. <laughs> that was the comedy relief. <laughs> Nightcrawler always with the comedy relief. <laughs> the comedy stylings of Nightcrawler. Stay for the buffet. Anyways, uh, they they cut the verticals, but it's still hanging, so the horizontals or whatever must have been stronger, so now they're going to have to start cutting those. But meanwhile, let's see Storm killing Magneto with a knife. She, she sees a dinner knife. Um, Magneto must have had a steak. My question is, who do you know who eats steak, looks like peas, and a big cup of coffee and just goes to bed right away? <laughs> 
It wasn't coffee. Maybe it was like uh, NyQuil. A cup of NyQuil. <laughs> I'm old. It's heated up prune juice. I'm not so regular anymore. I'm an old man. For some reason, Storm believes that for all his crimes, for all the pain and grief he has caused, Magneto is not in his heart an evil man. How she knows this, I don't know. Because every time she has met him, he has tried to kill her. <laughs> but there is good in him. I have felt it. Maybe mm, little ma Star Wars. <laughs> yes, maybe he is her father. <laughs> well, she grabs the knife and she's getting ready to plunge it into. No, she she can't do it. She's like, I killed once. I slit a throat and I promised myself I'd never do it again. So I'm not going to do it. According to Lee, he is already slain. I must act. I must strike. I cannot. Well, with all this inner turmoil, it must have been really loud because Magneto wakes up and sees Storm and he reacts with a magnetic force, something or other, and she goes flying out the window. He recognizes her right away, too. It's... Huh? Someone is in the room. It's Storm! Like, if I wake up and there's somebody in the room, I'm usually, like, pretty groggy. It's like... probably dark in the room. What the hell? There's a shape in the room. <laughs> Get away from me! <laughs> well, he, he knows. And uh, he... I like this panel probably the best. So apparently his costume is all metal, so he's able to reshape it off of the... Um, hanger onto his body it's makes a, sense it's a nice touch i like it but he so he calls her storm storm isn't stupid enough to come here by herself the other x-men must be here and then he goes on to say aurora had a knife so does he have files on all the x-men how does he know um, how does he know their first well, name oh yeah I don't, yeah he's well yeah Scott, he's, I can understand because I'm sure that with all the battles, somebody has called him Scott at some point. Well, Hell, there it, was that time that he went to the mansion and ransacked the mansion, and he probably stole all the files then. Oh, yeah. Personal files. Good point. Good point. Yep, I remember that. All right. So he is thinking uh, that he should go find the mutant companions, but they don't have any powers. None of them have powers, but that's when he's interrupted by the astral projection of Magneto. I mean, Professor X. Naked Professor X. Hooray! The, the astral projection of naked Professor X is back, and he's super muscly. <laughs> I'm facing an astral image of my old enemy. He's trying to overwhelm me with a telepathic attack. I guess everybody's muscly in Dave Cockrum's world. Although, yeah. is Dave Cockrum still drawing at this point? I don't know. <laughs> Could be one of those other artists. Um, this would have been a great point for Magneto to say something about his now lack of uh, mental abilities. Well, they do. They say, although Magneto has no psionic talents, his will is second to none. And he, like Xavier, is fighting for a, a cause he fervently believes in, a goal he will pay any price to achieve. And, no, no, uh, no, a thought and, balloon that would say, like, ever since I was returned to the form of a baby, I haven't been able to use my mental powers. Or my mind control. Right, say la vie. Nothing. It's like it never happened. But we were there, <laughs> folks. We were there. We saw it. He had it, mental powers. It, it happened, but, yeah, Chris Caremont doesn't believe in it. <laughs> nah. Meh. Not going to address that. Well, anyways, they're having a little psychic battle. Well, the professor, I guess his will is enough to hold out. But uh, we get treated to a nice, busty pose of Carol Danvers on the boat. <laughs> oh, my. She's like, she needs to eat. <laughs> that, that, that girl needs, like, that, that waist is 
unhealthy. Yeah, she's got she's got some nice big hips, which is fine. She's got a huge rack, but she's got um I don't even know how to explain it. Like isn't there some cartoon character you can compare this uh waist to? Yeah, it's like someone who has a really fake looking waist. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like Betty Boop or something. But yeah. uh, anyways, I think Betty Boop was a full figured was she? girl. I don't remember. Anyways, this is this is this is a terrible drawing of a woman. I just want to go out on record for that. Um so, well everybody is uh busy you looking through binoculars or psionically battling the magneto. <laughs> the uh, magneto. magneto Magneto the Magneto. Uh Magneto strikes by um wait, why is the professor in a chair that's attached to the deck? Well the it's going fast. It's, it's so like, like they didn't they didn't want to put him in a wheelchair and lock the wheels. No. Rather they built him his own special chair that is bolted to the the deck. It's like a barber chair. In fact, I think Carol Danvers was giving him well, wait, he doesn't have any hair. I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> and why is why did they do the deck the the, the screws un, silently unscrew themselves? It makes no sense. Uh but 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 the seatbelt I mean, buckles. Magneto does it, but how does he make it silent? Well, and why? Why doesn't he just yank the chair off the boat and save himself a whole bunch of time? <laughs> that's and true. like that seems like a lot of uh, 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 concentration to focus on those little tiny screws and unscrew them and to do it silently. Why not just be like yoink? Here you come. Sheer surprise momentarily shatters Xavier's concentration, allowing Magneto to make his next move without significant opposition. Charles! My chair. It's flying. Dude. P- um, Peter, we've got to help him, says Carol Danvers. None of us have powers. <laughs> and so he is, uh, the professor is flown over to the... Uh, castle or whatever you want to call it, the aquatic base. Meanwhile, Wolverine. Did you get is... to the backstory on this base yet? Nope. Okay. Does it ever come? Because I could swear there's a panel here where Magneto explains where the base came from. I don't recall seeing that. There's. It's. It's heavily hinted, and either we'll come across it or we won't. That he just he found it, uh, and like it's like a lost city of Atlantis type deal, and he brought it up from the ocean. No. Oh, yeah okay and that's why it looks so weird and but then apparently he also did a lot of work on it yeah you know magneto's always been a consummate designer yeah handyman yeah uh so wolverine is hacking away at the horizontals now and uh it starts falling and uh wolverine's about to fall with it but colossus grabs him and Wolverine says, that Framistat is sure raising a ruckus. I wonder if we'll hear it at the bottom. And, and, that's, and um, that's when they hear the blood-curdling voice. If you would prefer to be there waiting for it when it lands, Wolverine, I'm sure it can be arranged. <laughs> I had a feeling this caper was going too good to be true. Yeah, you can. Cyclops throws out an empty threat saying, You can do to us what you like, but we've defeated you! Perhaps, Cyclops, I commend you for all your ingenuity, your ability, your courage. Once more, the X Men have proven themselves the worthiest of foes. Regrettably, though, you made a valiant effort. It was a wasted one. Behold. And then he builds the thing back 
together. Yep. And actually, I think we were wrong this whole time. I think this is the device that allows him to create those fissures. This is not the device that prevents the X-Men from using their powers. No, no, it's not. That's I said that earlier, but... Oh, did you? I did. Yeah. I missed that. So, correction. He has uh, Professor X and Elites Forrester and Sprite uh, hostage. Yep. And so then he captures the rest of the X-Men. He takes some metal out of the building to create some bands. And he goes on to talk about how uh, Storm's dead. <laughs> there is a way to defeat me, Cyclops, but smashing this mechanism is not it. But keep trying. <laughs> there is Storm Butcher. I have sent her to a better world, Colossus. If you do not moderate your insolent tone, I will send you to join her. You killed her? I did, child, though it gave me no pleasure to do so. Well, she's not dead, of course. As she was blown out the window, she was able to catch on to one of the spears, or whatever you call these little things that stick out of the... She calls it a projection. There you go, projection, whatever. And so she snags that with her cape. She crawls back up and works her way back into Magneto's bedroom, and she finds the computer that they were trying to hack, and she's like, the hell with it. She takes a chair and she smashes it. Most impressive. I hope this thing turns out to be... This turns out to be more than an empty gesture. Scram! Did drop Magneto up here to investigate. Well, he's occupied with that. I'll find and free the X Men, and Vower no file. If he's hurt my kitten in any way, I'll scram. Scram. And that's when Wolverine or <laughs> Cyclops thinks to himself, "Egg." And we my st- eyes. I've felt this sensation. My brain on fire, feeling like it's been twisted inside out. Before. After my escape from Kokoa in the seconds right before the optic blasts were restored, my power must be coming back. The professor clearly notices it because he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> we about to, I don't know, do something. Uh, Magneto, he thinks to himself, Magneto hasn't realized it yet. Uh, outside of the professor, I don't think anybody else has either, so I'll get one shot at that and I'll taunt him a little bit. If you... I like your attitude, Magneto. Kill Storm, kill us all. I suppose it's a case of destroying a mutant kind in order to save it. Oh, yeah. My uh, Magneto is like, why are you shutting your eyes? He's really squinting hard. So you would be like, why don't you open your eyes real quick there? I no longer bear any the will, the X-Men any will, Cyclops, but I will brook no opposition. Tough luck, mister. And he opens his eyes and says, because opposition is what you're going to get. Zap. Zap. And then he shoots his uh, uh, bands off and he reaches into the X-Men's emergency pack to grab his visor. Wait a minute. What emergency pack? (laughs) The one attached (laughs) to Wolverine's butt. (laughs) He wears a fanny pack? Yeah. You know. So you're telling me... That it's when, his day to carry the X-Men fanny pack. <laughs> when they crashed into the ocean, somebody swam back to the jet, got the emergency pack, and and they've been carrying it, even though us, the audience, hasn't been able to see any sort of pack. Yep. Well, I'm assuming that, you know, they, they brought it with them, like, in the emergency of leaving the ship. I, the call, sh- I call shenanigans. Yeah, I... I I would agree with that. For a well-crafted story, Storm should have been like, before we leave, somebody grab the emergency pack. I'm on <laughs> it. You know? Boom. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, so Cyclops puts on his Ruby Quartz visor, frees everybody, and they are in action. 
and he is blasting zit 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 <laughs> zits are everywhere it's disgusting <laughs> They use some teamwork. They hit him on all sides. Magneto shoots some shrapnel at them all, but they're all able to dodge it. Nightcrawler especially, because he teleports behind uh, Magneto and whacks him on the head with a metal bat. Kang. I've rung the gentleman's chimes, Peter. You bring down the house. Colossus hits the wall, and the wall falls on top of Magneto, and they're like, yeah, what you gonna do about that? But Magneto's Magneto. He just gets up. And he's like, what do you think you're going... This is where the lettering seems to go weird. Oh, yeah. It does go <laughs> a little weird. Um, he brings up a magnetic force field. Cyclops shoots at him. Zit. <laughs> Keeps shooting at him. Wolverine is slashing at the air emptily. Em- em- uh, empty. Emptily. I don't know if that's a word. With. It, it's an empty gesture. Yes. That Wolverine is doing. Correct. And Magneto, um, I think, realizes. No, he doesn't realize anything. But eventually, Storm shows up and blasts Magneto with a lightning bolt. But for some reason, he is able to absorb the energy of the lightning bolts and they make him stronger. I don't know why this is. Magnets. Magneto apparently traded up his ability to astral project for some uh, lightning absorption. Yeah, apparently. But then Storm whips up a tornado, and he's like, my magnetic powers are anchoring me against the cyclone's pole, but the strange is incredible. Also, the world is carrying a vacuum around me. Possible to breathe like a second left act. And that's when he says, oh yeah, I control metal. Come here, Colossus. And he hurls Colossus at Storm. And then he I'm hurls transform back, but I cannot. He says at some point. He hurls uh, Colossus towards Cyclops. Um, we get a great panel of Professor X <laughs> taking a crap in the corner. <laughs> I'm so scared right now. Oh gosh! He fires a mental cybolt at uh, the at Magneto. It really hurts, and that's when Wolverine comes in and hits him in the Why head. Has the professor waited so long to attack. Well, I always thought that Magneto's helmet prevented the cybolt attack. No, the cybolt goes right through the helmet, and he was attacking him before with a helmet on too. So I, I'm with you, man. It's totally inconsistent. It doesn't make any sense. So I'm assuming that eventually the, the, the Magneto develops a helmet that blocks out psionic bolts. Yeah, I guess. Mind control. Hey, why doesn't he just want mind wipe him? <laughs> you do not want to hurt anybody. You're a baby again in an adult You're body. Right. Done. I don't. <laughs> uh, Wolverine comes in, slashes at his helmet, busting it apart, but uh, a errant piece of metal hits the professor in the head. <laughs> Lucky shot. It looks like a lightsaber. It does. So there's a there's a gangplank above them where Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker are having their first duel. Hey, anybody give me my lightsaber? My hand down there? Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Maniac, if I fight, uh, at least that's for a cause. You do it for pleasure. Who's wearing the tennis shoes? Who's got tennis? Oh, I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Must be Kitty or something. I thought she was wearing roller skates. Maybe it's the professor. Ah, it probably is. Oh, you know what? Maybe that's how we know. So either Kitty went back to the mansion after the Garrock mission, changed her roller skates into boots, or she took her roller skates off in the airplane. I'm going to go with that. Because she doesn't have roller skates on anymore. 
again, proving nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Storm shoots uh, Magneto with some more lightning bolt, but apparently he's absorbing it. Uh, Cyclops tells Kitty to run upstairs to the computer room and destroy the computers, and she does it. She she runs upstairs. Um, The X-Men continue the battle with Magneto... This time, Magne- or, uh, Colossus has turned into a human form, so he can't be taken advantage of. Magneto does not take advantage of Wolverine for some reason. Nope. And he's like, they strike from all sides. The X-Men's direct attack is a diversion for the real enemy, who is Storm, I guess. She's creating, she's reducing the air pressure, creating a partial vacuum around me. And um, she figured I would be too weak to notice. Or cope, and she might be right. But uh, then he blasts Storm with a lightning bolt. Or no, what happens? Well, she. It looks like there's a lightning bolt above her because as she's generating the storm, there's lightning and thunder probably all around her. But he's able to like lightning rod that lightning on his hand, so he he's able to warping magnetic fields within the tempest. I was able to draw down lightning bolts from the sky, filtering them through Storm before absorbing their awesome power. I caught her by surprise, but she was unable to compensate for the sudden energy surge. As a result, the lightning that rejuvenates me is destroying her. Since when does lightning rejuvenate Magneto? I don't know. I get the drawing, like magnetic stuff drawing the lightning. Then that's plausible, but you're right. I, I don't think we ever see that ability again, but who knows? And then, and then like a couple panels later, after we see Kitty running through all the computers, destroying stuff, um, phasing through the computers. Yes. Uh, we get Magneto as like the Emperor blasting <laughs> Darth Vader. Yes. With lightning bolt force blasts. Yes. He's, he says, so be it. Colossus, get between Storm and Magneto. Use your armored form to break the circuit. Mind God, she's burning. And then depending on what version of the comic book you're reading, Storm either doesn't say anything and takes all the pain or says, No! <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, she's burning up. But he teleports her uh, into the water, I guess, to get her out of the way and maybe to cool her down. I, I don't know which. But she's fine. And they mentioned yet again that in order to teleport a passenger, it makes him very weak. Because they got to mention that. Yes, they always do. And then, so, Magneto's going in, I guess, kind of for the final blows here, but he realizes that there's a disruption in the matrix patterns of his library computer's magnetic memory cores. What? And apparently that's such a big deal that he just leaves the X-Men... He must have developed some sort of supercomputer here because the worst thing for computers is magnets. Yeah. <laughs> he would think he would sit down next to his computer and be like, oh, man, it broke again. Why does this always happen whenever I sit down next to my computer? Well, he he he, he leaves the X-Men. Uh, Kitty is blown out of the computer. I guess she's, um, I guess Magneto's uh, blown the wall up. Not sure why that affects her if she's phasing, but whatever. Boom! How dare you! Amaro, help me! She cannot save you. No one can save you. Everywhere I turn, every move I make, you X-Men are always there to oppose me. He's crazy! He means to kill me! 
So Kitty realizes that Magneto's never seen her power, so she goes to phase through him, but um, it causes Magneto pain, and he sends a lethal charge of electricity through her. Um, well, supposedly lethal, let's say. <laughs> this is weird. So, like, all throughout Kitty's history, like, I don't know that her, her power definitely disrupts robots and machines and, and even partial robots or whatever. But in the last two issues, Magneto and Garak, her abilities have affected them in a negative way. It's weird. Seems seems lazy. <laughs> Magneto assumes the worst and says, she, she is a child. What, what have I done? I've, why, why did you resist? Why did you not understand? Magda, my beloved wife, did not understand when she saw me use my powers. She ran from me in terror. It did not matter that I was defending her. When I was avenging our murdered daughter. So, in that one panel, we get that entire classic X-Men story. Right. I really like it better here than that classic <laughs> X-Men story. Uh, I swore then that I would not rest till I had created a world where my kind mutants could live free and safe and unafraid, where such as a little one like you could be happy. Instead, I have slain you. And he goes on. He remembers his own childhood gas chambers as uh, at Auschwitz. Uh, <clears throat> Gas chambers as Auschwitz. Auschwitz. God, I'm saying it wrong. Auschwitz. Now I don't know how to pronounce it. Auschwitz. Well, right, but it says, I remember my own childhood, the gas chambers as Auschwitz. That as should be an at, shouldn't it? Yes. Okay, now I'm just nitpicking. So the as was confusing me. As Auschwitz. (laughs) (laughs) The guards joking as they herded me and my family to my death as our lives were nothing to them so human life became nothing to me so finally after 150 issues of cartoonish villainy we kind of understand magneto's motivations and yes. more importantly we can kind of somewhat sympathize with him yeah yeah he was a, he was a victim of the holocaust yep so now now we've created a well somewhat well-rounded villain so sort of i mean well, yeah. it, it was only like two panels well in the next panel uh storm comes in and she's like oh, i'm gonna kill you if you killed her but look at him in this the first panel of the next page he's he's like ah i'm done like that expression on his face alone is like i don't want world power i don't care what happens i can't believe i killed this person I believe so much in my own destiny, in my own personal vision, that I was prepared to pay any price, make any sacrifice to achieve it. But I forgot the innocents who would suffer in the process. Can you not appreciate the irony, Aurora? In my zeal to remake the world, I have become much like those I have always hated and despised. The dream was good. What is good? Only the dreamer has become corrupted. Aha. Is it too late to change, Aurora? Am I too old? I have lived too long with my hatred. None of those were questions. They were all statements. Meh. <laughs> so be it, Magneto. The choice is yours. Give, give me that. Give me my child. I swore I would kill you, but I'm not. I won't. I'm not gonna. And by the way, in a couple of hours, it won't matter because miraculously, because she was phasing at the same time, Kitty survived. Whew. The other X-Men arrived to find her regaining consciousness in Storm's arms. Of Magneto, there was no sign. Professor Xavier scoured the island telepathically to no avail. Their arch-foe had escaped. So Storm just, like, stood there and cradled Kitty, thinking she was dead, Mm -hmm. as Magneto flew away. Yeah, something like that. 
I'm confused by Storm in this issue. Yeah, I'm confused by this comic book for not like showing a little bit more of Kitty's coming out of this unconsciousness. Instead, instead they spend the next two pages on a joke that's really not all that funny. But anyways, Star Wars reference. There is. So they're on the beach roasting marshmallows where the hell they get marshmallows from it was in peter corbo's boat no it was in the emergency pack (laughs) we got marshmallows and scott's visor we good we good uh nightcrawler's like a night on the desert island ah how romantic who's he dating in in anybody just because you're on an island with women doesn't mean it's going to be a romantic trip especially if you're not dating any of those women from the way Scott and his new lady friend are acting, Elf, I think they agree with you. Marshmallow, anyone? The funny yeah. thing here is he's not roasting it on his claw. Which, true, I, cliche enough, he should totally be. <laughs> what is, uh, how come nobody, like, it's only been a couple of weeks since uh, Jean Grey died, or what is, has it been months now? I'm sure has it's it been, been a months. year. How long has it been? I don't know, months. I just want to know why nobody is, like... Wow, Scott moves fast. <laughs> He's a male slut. <laughs> well, pr- Professor is very happy uh, about this day. He's talking to Moira, though Moira's not talking back. She's just smiling. Uh, She's been mind-wiped. Yeah, whatever you say, Professor. <laughs> uh, this is a victory. Just because they didn't beat him, they made him see that his vision was incorrect, and maybe they've changed Magneto's perceptions, and that something that's that's better than nothing (laughs) he has wasted so much of his life perhaps here that will end and he will emerge from the crucible the good man he once was and may yet be again how does he know he was a good man yeah i was gonna say (laughs) Uh, like two issues ago he was like or last issue he was like oh who is magneto what is his deal i don't understand him (laughs) nobody knows where he's from he's probably from caucasia See anything interesting, kitten? I'm trying to figure out how to salvage the blackbird. I know, I'll use the force just like Luke Skywalker did in the recently released Empire Strikes Back. (laughs) It was actually Yoda. (laughs) Well, he tried. He got the. He couldn't do it. (laughs) That was cinema cuts, not real life. They use special effects. Oh, yeah? Well, I happen to have a few special effects of my own. Watch! The plane starts rising, and everyone's like, Oh, my God! Nobody told us you had telekinetic powers! It's news to us, but too, bub. I don't see why you guys are so freaked out. This is easy! The plane raises out of the water. She says, We can fix it up when Peter Corbo gets back and flying home. But then, underneath the airplane, we see... Colossus! What are you all staring at? Kitty thought it would be a good idea for me to fetch our aircraft. So here it is. Colossus! (laughs) I think that storm is saying, Colossus! I don't know what it is. (laughs) Here's the force, huh? Folks, I think we've just been suckered. Uh, guys, can't you take a joke? Those guts didn't let you call and everybody chimes in. Famous last words, and they throw her in the water after she was almost killed by Magneto. (laughs) You'd think they'd go easier on her. 
Anyways, next issue, a shocking surprise awaits our heroes back in New York. Be here in 30 days as guest penciler Jim Sherman helps present X-Men Minus One. Although it it's going to be a while before we get there. Oh, man. Well, the good news is, well, I don't know if that's the good news, but that, for those keeping track at home, is the end of the Uncanny X-Men Volume 6 Marvel Masterworks. Strangely enough, like, they reorganized the order of everything in the omnibus. My so. guess is that they probably take greater care to get it right in the omnibuses, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. They just, the, that, uh, the, the Avengers Annual 10 comes after that. Oh, well, maybe they follow the actual release schedule and maybe X-Men Annual 10 was released after... Well, in the, in the omnibus, it comes before 150. Ah, okay. Oh, um, right. And then, and then in the the Marvel Masterworks, it comes after it. Right, right. So, so I think um, the I think the Marvel Masterworks is probably canonically. Well, according to the internet, um, that that Marvel uh, Avengers Annual Ten was released September of 1981. Okay. But I don't know. The internet could be wrong. Wouldn't be the first time. Won't be the last. (laughs) Somebody's wrong on the internet. Quick! Sound the alarm! At the beginning of the show, you heard that awesome music that one of our listeners put in for us. So, you know, you've got a job in front of you. Competition's on. Yeah, yeah. Compose some Danger Room music. Yeah, we need need more. And uh, if you want to do that, or if you just want to reach out to us in... uh, for any other reason, you can do so by emailing us at dangerroom at redcapproductions.com, visiting us at facebook.com forward slash dangerroompodcast, following us on Twitter at dangerroomgo, or you can go out to iTunes, you can go to the podcast section, type in Danger Room, we'll come right up. You can subscribe to us there, leave us a five-star review, uh, or you can go out to www.xmenpodcast.com, where all of the links are, as well as the episodes, as well as panels, uh, as well as other great information. And you could listen to us on Stitcher. You could also uh, phone us at 501-GET-X-MEN and leave us a little voicemail. We promise to get you on air. On podcast sure. air. It's not really air. On dead air. <laughs> on the internet. You can be a voice on the internet, too. Yay! With that, um, I did not read any uh, Dazzler this week because I didn't want to. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Adam, did you do any reading? No, as you know, Beast is no longer in the Avengers, so <laughs> there were no other appearances this month. So nuts to the Avengers. So if you guys want to know what happens in the Avengers next, you're gonna have to. Avengers. You're gonna have to read the Avengers or find the Avengers podcast. So, until next time, the danger room is closed. We're JJ Fat and we're here to rock. Rhymes like us could never be stopped. See, it's three of us and I know we're fresh. Party rockers, non-stoppers, and our names are Def. See, the J is for just, the other for jamming, the F is for fresh. A N D Def. Behind the turntables is DJ Train. Mixing and scratching is the name of the game. Now here's a little something about nosy people. It's not real hard, it's plain and simple, baby D. Supersonic. Supersonic. Supersonic motivating rhyme.
Sonic. 